calling the dogs with Chansey and Chi, and man, that was, um, I'm starting to, I don't really understand how I'm going to continue starting episodes if we continue doing like this and trying to explain my emotions, because, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on cloud nine, man, this is just, <laughs> this is phenomenal, I don't know how to describe it, uh, when the rest of the world is in chaos, here we are, over here, the mailman just delivering packages and this defense just ripping people apart. Where, where are you right now? That's a great point because I've noticed uh, recently with our intros, you've kind of come in and, and pretty much been saying the same thing every time. It's like, well, we dominated. Once again, we're here. <laughs> and Jordan Davis is still... He's still acting like Thanos. Have you? Did you see that tweet today from Dog Nation? I almost cried. I almost cried. That uh, was wonderful. He responded to it on Instagram. He said, uh, "He said uh, that Mark Webb had been calling him Thanos for forever, and and, and they're a little bit behind the times." But he's like, "But I like it though." <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I I uh, yeah. It's kind of hard not to be on Cloud Nine right now, man. We got this past weekend. I mean. Let's 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 just sit back and look at this from a thousand foot view here. I mean, my gosh, this football season. Very thankful that the dogs are six and zero right now because uh, there's not a lot of people that are undefeated these days. And I, I mean, this whole season, every weekend, we out, week out, this has been the most entertaining season that I feel like we've seen in a long time. And I'm I'm here for it, baby. Because I mean, I can't like that's why I, the other day we, we when we played Arkansas at noon. I you know hated that we were in the noon slot, but at the same time I got we got to spend time watching the three thirty games and the seven o'clock games. I'm like, man, this is just fun, a fun season of college football. We go from such an abysmal year and obviously a weird college football season last year to having just a full fledged great time this year. So I'm I'm here for it. And I think that's something that I'm trying to do more than I normally do is just 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 enjoy this this high right now like this is just this is just fun like we've never we haven't been in this situation i mean i, I guess you can look at 2017 and we, we were doing some of that but we went into jordan hare that season and got whipped on obviously that was a, a different team then but man we just we, we walked in there into the first real difficult environment that we've seen in a couple of years i mean that's the first time we've played in front of a hostile environment since 2019 and to go in there and really not skip a beat i mean i think i it was funny because i i had to go and i actually was at a at a convention in charlotte this past weekend and i had one responsibility i had to go and talk in front of a group for an hour like for just like a 45 minute slot and it was at four o'clock which was the worst thing in the world. And I was, and the whole time, and I only had to talk for a certain part of that, so I literally had my phone. Like, while I'm talking, I have my phone, <laughs> and I'm watching the game. That's that's neither here nor there. But I but I went back, and uh, we had a big group of Georgia folks at a, at a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings nearby, and I went back, and uh, one of my buddies was like, you know, Patrick, you look at the score, we're good. Like, we were, he, he, he talked about it exactly right. He's like, our defense we bent, but we didn't break. Like we, we were in a in a new, new a harsh environment. Got down in the red zone. They couldn't put points on the board. We mm-hmm. were making plays when we had to make plays, and the defense just really. It, it took them a second to get their feet on the ground because they weren't at home and they were in a rough environment. And um and but but man, we just once we got our footing, it was uh, it, it was game over. We just we just we were we were more physical than them, and uh, <coughs> and and they missed their opportunities. 
They do. I mean, if you really look back at this game, there's three or four plays minimum that if Bo Nix sees the guy that's streaking down the field, uh, it helps to have Thanos running, running through the, <laughs> the center of that line so he can't. But if you look at that game, that game changes dramatically uh, if, if they're able to convert on a few of those plays. But that's what makes that's what makes us different right now is that we're not allowing people to capitalize on those moments. And we're, we're doing things elsewhere to compensate. Basically what I'm saying is our front seven is so good, it makes every other part of our entire team look better. <laughs> hey, uh, and, and I, I would rather it be that way than – well, I mean, of course you want the offense to, to be, you know, somewhat equal to that. But at the same time, if you're driving forces defense, and I know there's a lot of these teams nowadays that are just say, hey – you know, Alabama's offense is so good, but they still have had great defenses over the years, especially some of those early two, uh, 2010 teams, 2011, 2012 Alabama. Like, it's still part of the championship formula. Absolutely part of the championship formula to have a, a elite defense, as they say. Um, but you're right, though, uh, or he's right. Like, we, uh, their first drive, they started, they were going down the field pretty willy-nilly. <laughs> And I think they did go for one fourth down. That was on our 45, I believe, uh, on that drive. And they got down there, and Bo Nix had that situation where he looked like an idiot, which he usually does, and did the intentional grounding thing, which I didn't really understand how that could actually be intentional grounding. But I could, well, I guess it, it probably didn't go across the, the line of scrimmage, so that would make sense. That's what it, that's what it was. But I also thought that that wasn't enough of a throwing motion. Like the dude was getting murdered. On, on the field at the moment, so I don't understand uh, why it wasn't called a fumble, but it is what it is. And then I subsequently – or no, sorry, it was right before that. The play right before that had two dudes wide open on the left side of the field, and he missed the tight end. And he threw the tight end on the inside. I think it was supposed to be an outside route. Threw him on the inside. He I think it bounced off his hands and whatnot. But, yeah, they had – I mean, on, on top of our defense being – what it is, and and obviously making a difference in this game, um, they just they really did. They dropped a lot of balls. I mean, there was times where Bo Nix actually made a good play, few and far between, but he actually made a decent play and hit guys in the hands, and they just didn't catch the ball. So uh, the only seemed like the only receiver that caught anything was Demetrius Robertson, who is you know obviously a former dog, and I think he's their leading receiver for the year. So that tells and you he all still you need dropped, to know. and he still dropped some. He did, yeah, he did, and um. I don't know, man. When you look at that game, the first half, there was definitely a little bit of bend, bend don't break, break on the offense. Oh, excuse me, the defensive side. Offense pushed when they needed to in the first half, but then the second half, the defense just didn't let nothing happen. I mean, of course, they let up the touchdown in the second half. Um, but uh, and let me just give some credit to at the end of the first half. I mean, I feel like I have to mention this: the play. Where they were about to kick a field goal, obviously we went on offsides, and then they went. We're gonna go for it, and I was like, "This is gonna be fun. Like this is this is actually a best better case scenario than them getting three points for sure." Because I give us a seventy percent chance of not letting them score right here. I think they were on the three or four yard line. So anyway, I um yeah, Latavius Brini, hell of a play in the back of the end zone to keep that uh from keep that touchdown from happening at the end of the first half. It's just this this defense. When you need them, they're going to show up and they're going to punch them in the mouth. And I just I appreciate them top to bottom. I mean, we got we always talk about the front seven, but the but the defensive backfield. I mean, they've had a few struggles this year, 
but they still are not giving up much. I mean, I think they still only giving up the one passing touchdown. So it's just as uh, man, yeah, we can see here. I mean, you know, we we do this every time we start off talking about the defense, and we're like, got to reel it back in a little bit, you know. <laughs> let's let's go over <laughs> so, the whole game here. Well, and I thought I was looking at something today, and it was I think it was ESPN's college football uh, channel. They posted kind of the the top, uh, probably top six teams what their fatal flaw was and Mm -hmm. like the undefeated teams and things like that and for us they put that we haven't had to score and and it's and it's such like the fact is that we haven't if you look at our season we really haven't had to score to stay in a game so it's the fatal flaw of stetson has not had to go and win a game like there's only i was listening to something earlier in terms of this year, Stetson has not had to uh, – he hasn't had to lead. I mean, there was – I can't remember what the, the score was, but how many drives we had there within two scores uh, on, on offense mm-hmm. and and how many times you've had to go in. And, and a lot of that is attributed to the offense for scoring here since Clemson. But it, we, we haven't been knocked down and we haven't had to come from behind because our defense has just been so remarkable, which has allowed our offense to – be a little more dynamic has allowed us to try some more stuff because we know we have a defense that can keep us in the game and so it, it gives you a freedom that you just wouldn't have otherwise and especially when you're going into a hostile environment where your defense can quiet the crowd and then when your offense is able to produce you're you're able to keep you're able to keep that crowd quiet. And there's only a few times I don't know if you saw that Auburn is such a strange place and, and it's just there's just so many strange things. I feel like on. it gets way too much credit for being a college town. It's really it, oh my god, it's really yeah, not that cool. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cow town. Yeah. It's a cow town with really strange folks. And there's that one picture of Cam Newton tr- with his arms spread out and him like Lord. hollering into the sky, and Bruce Pearl with no shirt on, like right behind him. Like I don't know if you saw that, but it was just just. Just ridiculous nonsense. I, I saw and, um, a picture of Cam Newton dressed, dressed like a doofus, and I think I did see the picture that you are referring to. So, well, yeah. and it's just anyway, but just just a strange place. Now, now people will tell you that during here and get hyped up. Like it'll get it'll get loud. Have you ever been, been there? I was going to ask you loud. that earlier. I have. I have been. I've been once, and I'm trying to remember what year it was. Um, we did end up winning, but it was a um, hard fought game. Um, but it's a. I've, uh, I've been it, three times, and I, I went in 08, 2010, and, and twenty twelve, and so I'm two and two and one. But the the twenty ten game, of course, was whenever Scam Newton was was operating their offense, and you know there was a point where we thought we kind of had a chance, and then not so much, and you know uh, it just was not not our day kind of thing. So I didn't have a great time. But twenty twelve, I did go again, and we beat them thirty eight to nothing, and that was just uh, pure joy is is the best way to put it. <laughs> But there, I will say because that that stadium is closed in, they have the like, I don't know what is it a hundred or like a, a sixty yard jumbotron up there now. This thing is just massive. Crazy. It's like the size of like it literally is like the size of a football field. Um, that's up on uh, up on the jumbotron on the side of the stadium. And but anyway, it it's it is a hostile place. I mean, I'll give them credit. I mean, they really do. They make a lot of noise, and especially because it's closed in. You know, Sanford obviously would be more raucous if it was closed in. But um, you know, I kind of like the horseshoe uh, shape. But yeah, the Jordan Jordan Hare is just uh, it is a scary place to play. And we 
and, and you could you could see kind of that at the beginning of the game trying to figure out okay who are we actually up against but then we still we we, we got once we got our feet up under us we were we were fine and we never there wasn't a whole lot of concern and and I think uh our, our offense able to move the ball and kind of uh, quiet that crowd and and keep them from ever uh, they, they obviously went down and, and got a field goal uh, to get started but holding them to a field goal was pretty was pretty important in that moment uh, but so let's look at this from the uh, let's start let's start offensively let's just kind of break that down and, and kind of look at look at where we were on the offensive side of the ball um, I was Super proud of and excited about our play calling during the game. I felt like we just, I felt like Munkin did a great job, mixed it up, uh, had a really good mix between running the ball and passing the ball, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. We really leaned on the run in the second half to just wear them out. We just, our guys were fresh, their guys weren't, and we just, we just won the game in, in the second half and just, just, just wore them out. Uh, but I was super proud of how Stetson threw the ball. Uh, he, the offensive line gave him all day. I think they had one sack um, on him and uh, just just a, just phenomenal uh, with how they were able to protect him and give him time to run the ball. And uh, Auburn had a good run defense, and we were still able to, to, to move that ball. But just kind of going back to Stetson real quick, I was uh, – I was – Super proud of how he came into that game and just <laughs> he just owned it. I mean, he was phenomenal. And how proud were uh, you, Chancy? Very. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I thought you said super proud like three times in a row. <laughs> but I mean, I just, I, I know I, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I was trying I was trying to come up with the words, and uh, one of the things that we we dogged him on is the dude couldn't hit the long ball. And yet this past weekend. I mean, he kind of underthrew that one for, uh, for um, Lad, um, yeah, Lad, Lad on, and, Lad on, and, the, on the sideline, the first one to Lad, right, yeah, that wow. first one. But he still got it to him and uh, on a deep ball, and then obviously hit him streaking down the uh, streaking down the field, and uh, and I love that that I think it was SEC Network, but I sent y'all that that tweet. They basically said that the, the hottest why, uh, quarterback wide receiver duo right now in the country is Stetson Bennett and Lad McConkey. I mean, the dude we were giving him hell in the first game. We're like, who the hell is Lad McConkey? And now I'm just like, he's the guy. Hey, I, I, <laughs> he's going to take us to the promised land. <laughs> I, I'll be the first to say I was a believer at the beginning. He had that one play where he kind of mistimed his jump, and we had you, we had you and I, we had we had some friends who just automatically were. Just crapping on the guy, and I'm just like, it was just one play, and then he had a couple of the receptions that game. I mean, the Clemson game was ugly from from the get go for a lot of our players, including I mean, JT didn't have a great game, but dude, Lad is Lad is becoming special. I, I tell you, when I knew that that dude was gonna do, be more than a situational, you know, slot receiver type guy, because I don't, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but he's been playing. He's he, I think he played a little bit of slot, but he's been playing more of that. Uh, that Y guy, um, I mean not the Y guy, the uh, the the X receiver. Um, I think that whenever Brock Bowers had that big play against UAB, where where Stetson floated it to him and he ran for you know what was it 75, 80, 80 yards for the touchdown or whatever. I don't if you go back and watch that play, you know he was running. I think they timed they timed him at like twenty one and a half miles an hour or something like that. You know, Lad McConkey was like catching up to him when he whenever he was running that ball. And I'm and 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 he like literally walks into the end zone with him, and I'm like, my brother and I. I remember we were watching that together, and we we're like, 
who was that lad? My God, the kid is fast. He's, I mean, he's he's got speed. He's got agility. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that the kid is some like superstar, gonna be a, a first round NFL draft pick. But if you're looking for a guy who's gonna be a damn good, damn good dog, damn good college player, I mean, he looks. And Kirby said that he works harder than anybody on the team. So I appreciate guys guys like that. But he's just been he's been phenomenal and uh and a great great player and um just it was just good, it was just fun to see the guys and obviously Darnell coming back and making some big plays and he almost had that one handed grab on that pass interference and I would have cried if he yeah. had made that catch holy cow just just a monster and he it's just been so long since we've seen him play and we're just like my God he um that was. That's what I've been waiting on. That's just just a just a monster of a human being. Uh, that was what I was wanting to see. Dude, if you want to see some really good blocking, go back and watch the Auburn game. Watch the plays where, excuse me, we have number zero and number nineteen on the field at the same time. Because let me tell you, those are those tight ends are two of the most t- athletic tight ends we've had in a long time. But they are blocking machines. As, I mean, it's, I, and I hate to say this, but. Even more so, Bowers. Like, and the only reason I hate to say that is because Darnell's just such a massive human being. But Bowers' blocking technique, and he's very is, is incredible. His aggressive, he's very aggressive with his blocks. He doesn't care if he's blocking or catching a a seventy five yard bomb. Um, he 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 just is ready to put in the work. I I appreciate both of those guys, and I I think down down the road, I mean, they're both going to be incredible assets for us. Obviously. Uh, both in the blocking game and also in the receiving core as well. Um, but yeah, they were they were awesome. I mean, also let's just give so much credit to Stetson for. I mean, he he put the ball where the ball needed to be when it needed to be there. And and I'll put it this way, I at this point like I I like the way Stetson what Stetson does for our offense. I mean, and and I know he doesn't have quite the arm ability uh, or throwing ability that, that JT does. I'm, I, I'll absolutely say that. Uh, and I'm not saying he needs to start over JT, I, but I I think people that think that JT is so much higher above him are incorrect. I, there's really, I, be, I don't believe there's that much of a drop-off between, in terms of us winning a, our ability to win a football game between JT and Stetson. That's the way I'll put it. Like I, I like what Stetson brings to the table for who he is. He's not going to be able to sling it, you know, 70 yards on a dime. But, I mean, shoot, he, he threw it 65 yards on a dime <laughs> to Lab McConkie this past weekend. So, I don't know, man. Well, I don't really know what this guy can't do. And the batted balls, again, zero. Well, and, and that was what I was going to going to bring up is you look at you look at how these games have progressed. And th- that was a few weeks back. We were just talking about the uh, quarterback controversy and how there was, wasn't was one. And uh, – that's no longer the situation. Uh, we very much have a a fight for QB one, and um, I don't know how you take him out right now. I mean, I, I it, it's it, just it sucks. I don't know. Like, I don't know how, what, what's your what's the reasoning behind it? Because you can't say he can't hit the deep ball because he obviously did that multiple times against Auburn. Um, I mean, he and he brings that the the wrinkle of the run game where on a couple I think there's a couple third downs. That was literally the exact word I was going to use. The, yeah, the, the wrinkle <laughs> the wrinkle run game. I mean, and that's what and, and that's a that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then also at the same time with JT, I mean, the guy's been playing has played well and, and has a heck of an arm. But 
he's also injury prone. And so can you put him back out there until you feel 100% that he's that he's there? And, and I don't feel like he's going to be 100% this coming week. And so if we play Kentucky and both teams undefeated and almost a, basically a top 10 matchup again, and Stetson goes out there and does it again, I mean, how do you, how do you not? I, I I think that's 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 pretty much where I'm at. Do you do you think that it's going to be Stetson this week or, or this weekend, or do you think JT will be ready? I I'm I feel like Stetson's still going to play. I I think if JT so JT I read a the the latest report I saw was like he threw like 40 balls on Monday and he didn't have soreness and to me there's I'm reading that as they're still easing him into this thing and and I get that and the guy. I mean, I, you know, everything I read about JT and, and what he does also in, in the community, I appreciate, you know, and I, I think he's one of those guys who, you know, Aaron Murray always talks about, you know, just got a film room guy or whatever, um, guy who's just constantly working first in, uh, last out kind of thing. And I, I appreciate that. And I and I think that what he has done on the field has been great. And, I mean, shoot, the guy's he's undefeated as a uh, starting quarterback for University of Georgia. Uh, he's, he's played very well. I, I think the, the the problem is if you go out there and he starts to get gimpy and he makes one or two mistakes and then all of a sudden you find ourselves, we're, say we're in a 10-point hole because of it, that's not a position you want to be in. And I don't think that's going to be – I don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, the guy has shown that he's unfortunately – right now these muscular issues are just – I mean, that's stuff that just sticks around. It's like a hamstring for your – you know, your back and your shoulder, you know, it just sticks around for a while. And those lat, those lat injuries, I mean, I, I, I know that he's, he had the lat situation or there was, I can't remember what the, what it, what the deal was, but he was trying to nurse one muscle and because of that, he was overcompensating. So I don't know, man, I, at this point, I, I actually think we're going to see JT this weekend. Uh, but I would not be surprised if Stetson starts. Either one of them starts. I feel pretty comfortable this weekend. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I feel I feel like this is almost going to be kind of that that last test if you put Stetson up against this Kentucky defense and just see is he able to do it against them. Which one of the possible? I mean, we're going just just see how he how he handles it and. Uh, is this going to be the guy that we stick with? But I feel like Stetson will start. I, I just there's still a lot of talking around uh, what around JT and and, and I don't know. I, I feel like you got the hot hand and you got the guy that's he's not and he and he's not just managing games. He's not he's not playing that card. The guy is the guy is slinging it. I mean Stetson is is throwing the ball all over the place, and so um, so I, I'm. I mean, I'm 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 trying to figure out how you don't stick with him in this moment, and JT may be showing us something completely different. But in this time and where we're at, he's not throwing. He has, a, I mean, every now and then Stetson's liable to throw a, a wild one and one into a double coverage or something like that that you just can't you can't really have. Unfortunately, nobody has been able to capitalize that and change the momentum of a game yet. But that's one thing you do have to worry about. With, with Stetson, but JT do the same thing. I mean, it's not like they're both these guys are uh, are are perfect when it comes to to that kind of decision making. And Stetson's got more playing time; he's got more game time at this point. And so you're getting into these games where those reps matter. And, and so it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. But I, I'm 
I'm curious how we'll uh, if if we hear anything different over the the next couple of days before we before we get into Athens. But I imagine it'll still be a toss up before kickoff, and we'll figure it out by whoever's on the jumbotron. Uh, that's usually <laughs> usually how that that's how it went against Arkansas, and I imagine that's how it's going to go Excuse uh, me. this weekend. So I yeah, it's I think you're right. I think it's going to be a uh, a, a pregame uh, find out situation. You know, we, we ran the ball 49 times. Uh, we threw the ball 21. But you're right. I mean, I, I think we do call the game differently for Stetson and JT. And I think that's not that's not like a, oh, we got our backup quarterback. Thing. Like, every offensive coordinator plays to their quarterback strengths. That's just how it is. And with Stetson being able to pull some of those read options, which we saw in the game last weekend, uh, we had that fourth down. And we went forward on their side of the field. And... He pulls the ball. Everybody bites in the middle because, I mean, how often – I mean, when's the last time we had a quarterback at Georgia who more often than not would pull those kind of read options or at least had the opportunity to do that? Um, it just didn't happen very often, and they all bit on the inside, and then he ran around. I mean, this was that circus run he had where he just kind of like twirled back to the inside of the field and all that and, you know, something you see in, in the video game and whatnot. But I, the way I see it is Stetson – I think Stetson still gives us an opportunity to win these games. Maybe down the road, I think I, a lot of people are pointing at the Alabama game last year and the Florida game last year. And I mean, dude, if you're looking at this thing in a microscope, I mean, the Alabama game, I mean, Alabama team last year was one of the best teams of all time. I, I, I mean, absolutely. And and, inclu- and also following up on the 2019 LSU team being one of the best uh, teams of all time. I absolutely think those are two of the best uh, college football teams we've seen in the history of this sport. But and then you look at the Florida game, he got hurt after we were up fourteen to nothing. I just feel like what we've seen from him, his body of work and how he's progressed this year, getting another year under Todd Monken, is he a star quarterback? Like is he gonna be the guy who's uh, what, like what's his Heisman odds right now? No, nobody he doesn't care and I appreciate that he's also a dude who's after the game I don't know if you saw did you watch his interview after the game? Uh, I saw I saw part of it. He's he he's just a a humble guy from from South Georgia. He he talked positively about Bo Nix and gave him credit. I don't know why, uh, but seems to just have a good head on his shoulders. And I think the guys believe in him. Uh, all that being said, I mean if JT comes in, I'm pulling for JT. Like let's just either one of these guys. Let's just you know get behind him and let's let's do this thing. Let's just beat another top ten. Well, I guess top eleven, whatever. Uh, top 11 team in the country in, in Sanford Stadium this weekend. We haven't even gotten yeah, to I, Kentucky yet, but we're talking about the quarterback situation. So, <laughs> well, and and, and I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think that we also don't need to freak out based on whoever shows up on Saturday and who starts the game. I think that's a that's a big deal. And kind of mm. what you're saying. There's there's a reason why one's going to start and one's not, and and so we just need to we need to trust in our our coaching staff. They're going to make the they're gonna make the best decisions. So, yeah, that's why uh, that's why Curbs Curbs makes uh, what does he make like seven seven million a year? Is that right? Seven, seven or eight? plus. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, money, and that's why he's paid paid that much to do so. Chancey, let me uh, give you a little platform here. Give me give me some some Zeus appreciation. Oh, I'm so glad you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear it. The man is. Um, He's turning into one of my my favorite players. Uh, the guy is just it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what I mean you saw, you saw him he recovered a punt uh, covered a punt against Arkansas for that touchdown and uh, the man is just running 
with a chip on his shoulder. He runs pissed off mm-hmm. every single time he touches the ball. And I feel like he's getting stronger. I feel like his legs are finally kind of getting over the, the injuries. He's got he's more side to side movement, I right. feel like. Yeah. The the vision and he's and there's a couple of times on some pretty big runs this season kind of overall, he's gotten caught in the backfield, mm-hmm. is able to make a guy miss or or power through that for a big play or for a touchdown. I mean, I feel like this happened multiple times at this point. He's able happened to get that first weekend. guy. <laughs> yeah. The last, the saying, last touchdown, happened. wasn't it? Exactly. And so and um and obviously there's some credit to our offensive line about giving him those holes. But there's there's yards after contact that he's getting and and he's he's just he's running you you're just able to see him be he's a much more veteran player by how he's running the ball and you and you see that and I've just been more and more impressed and each drive he gets more and more excited and more and more passionate and and us being able to spread that ball out keeps our guys fresh obviously but the man is uh He's playing on a different level right now, and and I'm ready, I'm I'm ready for him to get that game where he breaks 100 yards. He's flirted with it a couple times, and that's what I really want is for us to kind of ride him one game, give him that that game where he can he can take off and make some big plays. Mm-hmm. We just got so many miles of feed back there, man. It's tough to yeah, it's tough to make it happen. But uh, but we got a, a bunch of guys that have gotten into the 80 yard range uh, a game, and um and I want I need him to I need him to bust through it. This would be a this would be the perfect weekend um, for him to have his DeAndre Swift game or his Todd Gurley game. That's, this is what I want. I want Zeus to have that game against Kentucky. Dude, I mean, how many times over the past, uh, what, five years have we played Kentucky and it just been like a who's going to run over the other team? And, well, I mean, obviously it's been us uh, for, for quite a few times. But, uh, yeah, that, that year when we played them, when they were – they were top ten team. It was was twenty nineteen, and they were top ten. And we played, yeah, I think it was, and we played them. It was either twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, and and that was whenever Zeus just shook that dude out of his shoes, literally like his laundry was on the field, kind of thing. Um, I think it was actually twenty eighteen. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, whenever we played up there, and 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 the Kentucky game is always going to be that's that's what it is. It's and this weekend that's why the total over under total is so low. It's going to be a running and defensive game. And I, I haven't checked on – my dad said that there was a chance of rain this weekend. I mean, that would also be right on cue. You know, when we played them a couple years ago in Sanford, it was like – that. yeah, so 2019 was the last time we played them in Sanford, and that was whenever it was like it rained all day. Nobody scored till like the four, almost the fourth quarter, I think. It was 21 – we beat them 21 to nothing, but it was one of those games that just felt like it was just a miserable experience, and we thought – Whoever actually puts up points on the scoreboard is actually going to win this football game. But let me just say, Zeus, just kind of going back to him, I just love the way that he's been working as as the lead back and taking on that role. We've seen him get better and better each game. He's scored six touchdowns over the last four games. Um, I mean, that's he's he's doing what we need. We've asked him to do. He's not the most athletic guy. Uh, we still don't have. We still don't have a breakout run from any of our running backs this year, uh, which is weird. I mean, normally we'll by halfway th- through the season, which, dude, how the hell are we halfway through the season? Uh, but usually by halfway through the season, you know, you we, you've got the seventy-five yarder from some from Swift or the big play from Chubb, fifty plus yards, but we still haven't seen it. But uh, I'm with you, man. I think this 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 weekend sounds like a pretty good time to do so. But I love what Zeus is doing this year. Uh, Cook has been playing a lot better. Hey, I'm going to keep giving him credit whenever he's 
He's uh, doing what he needs to do, but he's he's not going on, going down with a pinky here lately. So um, yeah, I, I appreciate him too. So um, all in all, well, they're, offense. They're taking, well, they're they're taking they're taking care or taking their opportunities and trying to maximize them. I mean, because they yeah. know they're not going to get a ton of carries, mm-hmm. so they've got to make them count. And in the second half of these games, we've been relying on them to just finish the game. I mean, it's we're we're handing the ball off. We're, I mean, heck, they, we had, um, see, we had two hundred two hundred rushing yards this uh this past this past week, and um, just really really put it to them. And, and a lot of that came in the second half where we were just just trying to to, to drive them into the ground. And it, and that's going to be a lot of the game plan this this next week. We've got to be more physical than them, but uh, but we just didn't give uh. Auburn didn't stand a chance there. Uh, we just started gashing them, and, and they couldn't they couldn't keep up. Well, I mean, you look at the the rushing yardage comparison: two hundred one for the dogs and forty six for the uh, Auburn Tigers, huh? No, I, this this year uh, more than more than last year, and that's what we're doing. We're getting ahead early, which isn't a, a terrible thing. And I think a lot of people just think that I don't know why they just have this mindset where we need to be like Alabama and just keep throwing these bombs. We don't have the receivers right now to throw these bombs every freaking play and try to get score 50, 60 plus points. If we get a lead, we've got the the horses and we've got the offensive line, we got the trench mob to to move the ball on them in the in the second half and that's one thing I was going to point out. There's no need for us to pat I mean when we got up 24, what was it? Yeah, 24 to 3. When we get up 24 to 3, I just that it just there was no need for us to be trying to sling the ball down the field. We started to impose our will. You know what we did? Every every drive, I, I looked at it earlier, every drive we had in the second half was ten plays long, except for the one where we threw the, the bond of McConkie. So <laughs> you you wear a guy you wear a team down, you give them no chance to have the ball back. That's how you play football. I you play good defensive ball, you build up a lead and then you you put a little bit of insurance insurance runs on there, and then you run the ball down their throat and destroy their will. I, it's it's as old as time. <laughs> so <laughs> it's literally literally what the game has been built on. Uh, so that's uh, and I mean, and you look at their uh, their defense. I mean, and and let's just make sure we're we're clear. Let's look at this. So nobody has scored. More than twenty-four points against them, which was Georgia State. Um, so you have to have to have to put that out there. Uh, but anyway, we we've just our our offense did a great job this weekend in a, in a in a hostile environment, and went in and earned all of those points. Uh, and and had a couple we had a couple opportunities, had good field position and, and things like that. But um, very uh. Very, very important. I guess Penn State, they let up 28. Sorry, I was looking at that to make sure I have to correct myself. Um, That's okay. I, would, but, I wasn't going to say anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hey, real quick, how about that uh, How about that route by A.D. Mitchell? Oh, my God. It was beautiful. What he, is that? He, uh, he, a, a squirrel round, I think, is what it's called. At least that's what it's yeah. called on NCAA. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> NCAA is the truth. And uh, it, was, it, it was perfect. I mean, A.D. is stepping up as just – He's gonna be he's gonna be a, a, a the man here soon, and uh, and I'm super impressed with with how he's playing, and uh, I'm excited. Fortunately, I mean, you you get the, and we've talked about this already. The the, the silver linings and all of, of what's been going on is these guys have been able to step up. Lad, Ad, mm-hmm. Bowers, uh, these guys have been able to kind of come into their own when they really wouldn't have had the reps 
I mean, Ladd McConkey was not going to get reps if you've got Arik, uh, you've got Pickens, uh, Pickens you've got uh, Dom, you've got Jermaine. <laughs> Ladd would Everybody's never have been hurt. The light of day. Everybody's out. Yeah, Burton yeah, didn't. I didn't notice that Burt. So this is crazy. I didn't even notice that Burton didn't play until after the game. Like I saw him on the sideline, he was like, after Ladd scored, he like was slapping him on all this stuff. I'm like, oh, Jermaine, what's up? And I was like, wait, crap, number seven didn't even play, man. And we had, we had, I mean, dude, this recruiting class last year, everybody was crapping on it because we didn't like we didn't get any receivers or whatever. Ad Mitchell and Brock Bowers, I know Bowers is a tight end, but still, he's part of the receiving core. They've been our two most product, or two of our most productive receivers all year. Lam McConkey's a redshirt freshman, uh, dude. I mean, how that's I we keep talking about it, but like it is just incredible that we are scoring. <laughs> we're at, what are we averaging at this point? Like just under, I think we're averaging just under forty points a game, something like that. Like I, it's incredible. It, it is off, obviously amazing that we are averaging that much uh, with this with this kind of receiving core. Uh, but man, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty wild to see. I, I I'm just excited about whenever we start to get some of these guys back. We are seeing this this weekend. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Kirby did say that we have a good chance of getting uh, Rosemi and Burton back for this weekend. So uh, the more the more weapons we have there, the better. I mean, if we can rotate guys and keep everybody fresh, almost like almost like we how we handle the defensive line. Whoo, man, watch out. We're about to start slinging. No, man, and I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, well, let's uh, – real quick, uh, do you have anything you want to say about the defense before we uh, before we move on to next week? Well, Chancey, I have uh, quite a few things I could say about the defense, but we're, uh, we're almost at the 40-minute mark and we haven't even gotten to them. I'll, I'll put it this way, uh, just a, a few quick notes. Um, one, Dan Jackson led the team in tackles. I appreciate – like – I, the guy, I don't know why the guy's been getting some flack for for literally no reason. The guy's done nothing wrong. He's I don't think we've seen him. He hadn't been beat. I haven't seen him like miss a tackle really poorly or anything like that. Uh, there's some people that are just saying like they just think he's slow or something. But the dude has been playing. He's been doing his job, and I I, I like what I've seen from him. All that being said, of course, I want Chris Smith to be healthy this weekend. I really don't know. Kirby's been kind of uh, he, he, he's been pretty quiet about that whole, the whole injury front, honestly, this whole, whole week. Um, but if Jan, Dan Jackson is in there, you know, so be it. Like, I think, I, I feel, I feel like I can trust him. Quay Walker played his, he might've had his best game of his career this past weekend. And so he had that one sack, which anytime Bo Nix got hit, I was just like, praise the Lord. Um, but Dude, my favorite play from Quay. It was, I think it was in the second half. They had a run, and I, I need to like find this exact play just so I can show it to you. They had a run, and it's Cartavius Bigsby, like a dude who runs hard, and he's got like kind of a, it's almost like an inside draw or something like that. And Quay like kind of steps up and he stops, and he's like waits for Cartavius to get between these two linemen and get out in the open, and he just wrecks him. And I was, and which like doesn't happen to Car- to Tank is his his nickname, Tank Bigsby, and I'm just like, I saw, I remember re I rewatched it all the whole whole game, and I saw that play, and I was like, that was the best play I've ever seen Quay make. It was incredible. He just dis- destroyed him. So it was, and I think it was on a third down to hold him to a fourth. So Quay had a great game. Nakobe, 
incredible interception. I mean, that dude's stupid athletic. Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, and Jalen Carter, just, again, incredible athletes. I don't, they don't make sense what they do, uh, but it's, it's awesome. And I couldn't, literally, all three of those guys, Nolan Smith, Adam Anderson, that whole front, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't love our, our fronts up front more uh, than I do. Uh, also, let me just say, Jalen Carter, he had a play. It was, I think it was one of the last sacks on, on Bo Nix where it was him and, and Robert Bale. And Bale was, like, coming off the, the edge. And I tell you what, this is when I realized why Robert Bale is buried on the depth chart. Bo Nix starts to turn outside, and Bale looks like he's got freaking concrete on his feet. Like, the dude's, like, trying to walk with cinder blocks. I mean, go back and watch it. He's just as slow as molasses trying to follow after Bo. And then you got big Jalen Carter, who's significantly bitter, bigger than Bale, who's just as hauling ass <laughs> from the middle of the field. And all he's got to do is get a paw on him. And then Bale, Bale just, like, he just jumps on him. <laughs> It was just such an awkward sack, but yeah, man. I all in all, and scene. I hope he's okay. I think he's supposed to be back, but top to bottom, really good showing. It was a bend, don't break. We showed some weaknesses. Thankfully, they dropped some balls, uh, and we left some. There was, there was. They executed a pretty good game plan on the between the uh, linebackers and the safeties. I will say there was, there was some space there that they kind of try to target, but. Uh, all in all, a, a, a pretty pretty dang good showing. Uh, whenever you hold a, a team to ten points in their own stadium. Well, in our off, I mean, their offense was. I mean, they like I said, they've they've done pretty pretty well over the year, but they're they're just not they're not in sync. They're it's, it's a first year coaching staff. I mean, it's a whole new whole new dynamic and and things like that. And so, um, but our defense was able to capitalize and and really really put them in their place and and keep them like I said, forty six rushing yards. They had to pretty much abandon the run relatively quick in the game and had to had to kind of get to a and feel like they needed to go to passing situation. And I loved watching Bo Nix just run around for his life. I mean, we were we were chasing him the whole game. He was he was uh he was doing his best to impersonate uh, Johnny Menzel as we talked about earlier, and uh, just didn't do a good job of that. We the, just the, <laughs> the poor, we the poor man's Johnny Menzel. Golly, yeah. I I hated that they were. I know we talked about it before we started, but I hated that they were referencing Johnny Menzel because the, Johnny Menzel was a freak athlete. Bo Nix is a wannabe who just runs backwards because he's scared to get hit. Like the dude looks like an idiot. He doesn't play the quarterback position like you're supposed to play it. Like and neither did Johnny Menzel, but Johnny Menzel could back up his play. I mean, he he beat teams. Bo Nix has done nothing since he's been in Auburn, and you don't don't mention him in the same breath as the Johnny Menzels or the Kyler Murrays or the Baker Mayfields. Like, let's let's stop with that kind of comparison because he's nowhere near that. There was a reason that he got benched against Georgia State two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever it was. So, I'm I'm over all that, man. Bo Nix is he's trash. He's also got a well, super punchable face. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Would uh, a face only a mother could love. Um, so uh, that's a great saying. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> well, uh, I think we can kind of shift gears uh, a little bit. Well, and the only thing I'll say about special teams, since we got to say it, uh, Podlesny missed another one. And um, if we're going to get in some of these bigger games, man, this got that's got to change. I mean, it's getting it's getting me a little worried. He's he's about lined up for one per game per big game. He's going to miss it. Yeah, and and that's huge. 
I mean, if we get into some of these situations, like like a game this weekend. So we're 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 going into a game this weekend that a lot of running the ball. I mean, it's going to be primary two two thirds of this game are going to be running the ball, even with Kentucky's quarterback. Uh, shorter game that means each point matters more because you're going to have less chances to score. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in a in a, a run heavy game, field goals are a lot more important. And if you miss a field goal, that can be a game changer. And so. And he's not missing. I, I, I don't think he's he's. I think he's attempted maybe one that was over fifty yards. If that, I mean, I don't know if he has. I mean, it's not like he's attempting really long field goals. I mean, if if it's even if it's if it's forty five or less, he should at least have a a very good chance of hitting it. I mean, but he he missed he missed once once against Auburn this past weekend, and then. He missed one. Yeah, he missed one against UAB and missed one against Clemson. Right, so he's got three on the season. I think that's right. Uh, that's. I mean, that's inexcusable. That's your job, man. That's all you got to do. I mean, that's literally, Patrick. That's what they do the entire practice. Everybody else is over there hitting, and they are kicking. How are you not very, very good at it? I, I'll never understand it. I'm not going to give him, like, a, the dude was awesome last year. Just do the same thing. <laughs> Be, be great in, in their in their in their head in their head. So hopefully he's going to figure out what's going on with him. We need to get uh, Kevin Butler back as a grad assistant and be able to to teach him to, to be the the kicker whisperer. But anyway, I just wanted to make sure that we we mentioned that. Um, looking ahead, uh, <coughs> we are getting game day for the third time this season, and we're only halfway through the season. <laughs> <laughs> and the second uh, time is, in Athens. Exactly, and so Crazy. everybody. I mean, everybody. The whole after the game, we're, we're thinking. I mean, and then you look at Kentucky go and just just manhandle LSU, and you're like, well, there's no way they're going to come back to Athens, and so uh, sure enough, they they're doing it, and it's within what what's that three weeks? I mean, it's a it's a three. Is that a three? That's three weeks. Yeah, yeah. It was it was only two weeks ago we played Arkansas. And so it's uh, just just crazy. I mean, re- remarkable that they're they're coming back, and uh, I'm 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 excited about it. I, I mean, I think it just shows where we're at right now, and that's what I'm talking about riding the high. That's what we need to be riding right now is everybody mm-hmm. being. Uh, just, it's just just fun right now, and everybody's like game day crew and, and all those guys. They're 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 everybody's talking about what we're what we're doing and where we're at, and uh, we're just. We're, we're playing great ball, and we just got to have fun with this. And and, and this Kentucky team, uh, it's it's different than what than what we've played before. I feel like this is a very buttoned up team. I feel like this mm-hmm. is a clean team. They don't make a ton of mistakes. They are, and they're not here. They're not. This is not a to them. This is not a Cinderella story. I mean, Kentucky is. They went out in the transfer portal, got a quarterback, got some really great players. I mean, they're they're going to to compete, and right now they're looking like the second best team in the East. And so, where uh, where is where is Levis from? Do you know? He oh my god, I knew he, this. He he was he was a transfer too. Yes, he was a transfer uh, quarterback. So I'm gonna let you hop on it and figure out exactly where he. Okay, I think he was a was a I, backup. There. Yeah, he backed up uh, the guy that was there. Uh, I I literally. Google searched him and there was a picture of him wearing a Penn State jersey. So I, I assume I assume that's where he is. That's that hard. That's that hard hardcore reporting right there. That's a, that's uh, a, that's a cheeky kind of journalism right there, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he uh, no, I remember him being a backup there. Uh, and who, who what's that? Clifford, 
is the guy who's the starter up there now. He was he was back up. He was behind him, so he decided to peace out. But they also got the guy that transferred from Auburn, that Joey Gatewood, and then Levis beat him out. And Joey Gatewood said, mm, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man, just a lot of this this whole transfer portal thing is just a it's a discussion for another time. But it it's, it's, it's not exactly the best thing for college football. But it is what we have now, and in some ways it can be great. Case in point, JT Daniels. Uh, but some some ways it can be terrible. Uh, yeah, man, this 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 coming up weekend is it, it the game day aspect is it, I I like it because it's even more exposure and you got guys like oh by the way uh, we found out right beforehand Oscar Delp number three tight end in the country top one hundred player he committed to the Dogs tonight uh, breaking news at eight fifteen on a is it Wednesday yeah Wednesday oh, man, this never happens know. to us. I don't know what yet we we got it in before, uh, or I guess after the breaking news. But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like you you build that you have that atmosphere. You got game day here. SEC, SEC Nation was like screw it. Like we're gonna go there too. So literally everybody is coming to town for this game, and so even more recruiting exposure. You got uh, parents that are coming to town for this game too. So it's uh, a huge recruiting weekend. And just having the more times that we have our our program like in the spotlight for a weekend for basically the whole day, I looked at the schedule. I mean, there's a reason why it's it's game day in in Athens again because it's it's not the best weekend in college football. So uh, yeah, man, we gotta we gotta capitalize on this opportunity one more time. Well, what are your what are your initial thoughts uh, about Kentucky? I mean, we've seen. We've seen them a little bit. We feel like this past weekend was probably their best game of the season, which I think it's safe to say. I mean, they just they owned LSU from start to finish. Uh, there was no no question about that. What are your What are your thoughts on where they're at and what they're what they could uh, present to us this weekend? So when I when I say the the initials for this college, can you tell me what the name of the college is? UTC, the University of Texas Central? <laughs> not, a, not a terrible guess there. Not a terrible guess. Now that's, That would be the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, wow. who played Kentucky down to the wire a few weeks ago. Lost 23-28. to 28, And we're looking at the same guys that we're playing this weekend. Leading passer, Will Levis. Levis, Levis, whatever you, however you say his name. Chris Rodriguez, leading rusher. Had 46 yards against Chattanooga. Chattanooga. UTC, Chattanooga. Um, then you look at some of their other games. They beat up on a, a Louisiana Monroe team who's terrible. Uh, beat Mizzou by a touchdown. That was a shootout. South Carolina, they beat by six points, uh, and that was in South Carolina. Um, and then they, of course, upset Florida, and they got a little momentum. Did you watch most of that game against Florida? I did. It was uh, like Kentucky probably should not have won that game. And I'm pretty sure Dan Mullen obviously went on the presser afterwards, I was like, we out yardage them and all this stuff. <laughs> Damn, well, it sucks. Uh, so you look at their body of work, and last weekend you and I both referenced it. LSU, they beat LSU like a drum. That was by far their most complete game, both offensively and defensively. Had a very good ball game. LSU didn't even score. That score is not even indicative of how bad, excuse me, Kentucky beat them. So my my point is LSU's. LSU's in such a bad place right now. I mean, not only do they have all this turmoil around their program, 
uh, as far as headlines go, what's Edo? Who who's the next co-ed that Edo is de- is sleeping with? Uh, you know what what what's the controversy behind some of these past ball players? Uh, you know, there's some some sexual assault allegations and things like that. And then on top of that, they've had players, uh, Derek Stingley and 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 uh, a couple of the guys, star players that are out for the season. Elias Ricks that just came out today. He's out for the rest of the season. So. LSU is just in a terrible place, and if, if if you watch that Auburn game too, horribly tackling, horrible tackling defense. I wish we played this team in 2018 because we would have beat them by 40 points. So I I just want to just let people know the LSU game, although that was the best Kentucky game they played this year, um, that is not really does not really relate to who they are as a team coming into this this weekend. What's the biggest factors? Obviously, our defense is going to dominate this game. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. If they're not able to run the ball against uh, South Carolina and Chattanooga, they're not going to be able to do it against us. Um, I, I, I put it this way. If they're going to beat us, they're going to have to beat us. Beat, do, do the same thing that everybody else thinks. They're going to have to beat us through the air. They're going to have to sling the ball downfield. Uh, they did do, if you watch those highlights from LSU, they did have a lot of slants over the middle, and that's the only thing I can think of as far as you know, short to medium plays that could could really uh, pack a punch. But other than that, man, I mean, we play our ball game, and uh, we should we should take care of business. And no matter who's playing uh, quarterback for us this weekend. So Vegas opened at twenty three and a half. So which is just remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. That's just that's wild. Vegas opened at twenty three and a half. And got all the way down to 21 and a half, all the way down to a low 21 and a half points. So mm-hmm. three touchdowns. We're currently at 23. So it's already bounced back to to, to 23. And Vegas has uh, we've we've been proven proven Vegas. Uh, we, we've been proving them wrong here the last few weeks. And so I, I really I, I feel great that this game is in Athens. I think that has a big obviously has a big plays a big factor in this. Um, I do feel like this could be a very low-scoring game because even though, and uh, the the Vegas total has it at forty-four and a half, um, even though we we've been doing so well against these these teams with <coughs> Kentucky running the ball as much as they do, and and for us running the ball as much as we do, there's going to be a pretty low. So basically, what they're saying here is um, is we're gonna we're gonna be putting up a, a good number of those points, and. Um, that's that's just a lot. That's a lot of points, and so it, we're, we're they're just saying that we're going to be able to go up and, and with a lot of drives. I, I I feel I feel like just the short number of drives. I feel like the score could be pretty could be pretty low, uh, especially except like late. It could get late into the game. I could see this being a tighter game, especially in the first half, and us being kind of a kind of these longer drives and not really making any big plays and, and things like that. And um, but I feel I feel very confident going at home. But this is a game that it, it's a game that you can sleep on. You can walk in and, like I said, Kentucky doesn't have anything to lose. They they they're they're very focused and going to be coming off of this LSU win, and we're going to see how good they really are. I mean, is really what it's going to come down to. Have they kind of finally hit their stride? Because mm-hmm. even to do what they did against LSU, to handle a team that still has the level of talent that they do, even though they're not playing well, and to just manhandle them the way they did that's still a pretty impressive impressive deal to me yeah and so and i like i'm not like as, mark stoops is a good coach i'll, I'll give him oh my a lot God, of credit yeah. I, I, I like him as coach and he's seems to be 
seems to be obviously leading that program in the right direction. So if and if we show up and play play our brand of ball, and obviously we can say that every week, I feel I feel good about it. But at, at the same time, Kentucky is not making a ton of mistakes. If they're if they play buttoned up, this could be a tighter game than we think. But if we show up, we'll be okay. I, I don't have any concern about that. It's going to be a raucous environment. I mean, we saw what Arkansas was like. Kentucky hadn't walked into anything like this yet, and so yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be uh, hostile, if you will. That's the word everybody likes to use. This will be hostile. Uh, it will not be fun for them. And <laughs> Thanos will be hostile in this game. <laughs> will Levis is going to be like. That's what boys are like down here. <laughs> That's yeah. the size of these kinds of people, and uh, I'm just our our defense is gonna is gonna gonna they'll hear, they'll hear all week about how that they're gonna be able to run the ball and all this kind of stuff. And Kentucky's a real deal, and uh, we have the chance to make them look silly uh, if we really want to and play. My, my, my big thing is I'm I, I I worry about us shooting ourselves in the foot, but I say that and there's this there's just the Ricked years in me that are just like we, we're gonna we're gonna do something stupid and really change the momentum of what's going on. We just haven't done it all season. Like well, just what I was talking about earlier, we haven't had to score because it's just we've done everything right in almost in like ninety percent of the game being played. We are doing everything the exact way it needs to be done, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just hard to it's hard to bet against us, man. I mean, is looking at talking about Alabama. Uh, covering every week, I, I don't like talking about us like that. But man, we're just—we've just been doing it. And so, twenty-three and a half is a lot. Um, but I can easily see us, like I say, doing winning by a couple touchdowns and very, very easily. I just—I don't know how many points we're gonna—we're gonna put up. So, because uh, you just—I don't know. It, it, it's just. It, I'm, I'm nervous to be this excited again each week. I still feel <laughs> that I'm this excited about how we're going to play and and the environment we're going to be going into. And, uh, it's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm just, I get, I've never been this excited, like leading up. I'm excited. I'm nervous about how excited I am each week about this time about getting all giddy and, and just like, Oh, this is going to be fun. I've never thought this is going to be fun. I'm always petrified (laughs) of going into all of these games. And I just, I'm, I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel, but uh, I'm, I'm just ready to, Ready to watch these boys play? Well, Chancy, let me. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna dial you back because I I do feel pretty similarly. I mean, yes, of course there is a little bit of that hesitation uh, from the Rick era and all that, but you know a lot of people have referenced the 2019 South Carolina game, and you know what? They did it a lot before we played Arkansas two years uh, two weeks ago, and you know what we did to Arkansas, right? <laughs> Blanked them, right? I feel like this team is, at this point, I mean, you, you talk about that, that 2019 South Carolina game. That was a turning point as far as the mentality for a Kirby Smart team. I think Kirby Smart, after that game, said, that will never happen again whatsoever. He will make sure, doesn't matter if it's a noon game, which the South Carolina game was a new game. Doesn't matter if it's noon game, 3.30 or 7 o'clock game, prime time, whatever. Like the dude's gonna, he's just like we're gonna we're gonna be there mentally, physically, and uh, and we're gonna smack him in the mouth. And I I think that at this point, this this Kentucky team, if we hold them to less than a hundred yards rushing, which I think is highly likely, I I feel very very comfortable saying that we can shut them down. They don't have a star receiver. They got the Robinson guy who's pretty he's pretty solid. 
Um, we we it doesn't and and the thing is for a team like Kentucky they need a, a, a star receiver you know they need a Lynn Bowden kind of guy you know uh, or a guy who's you know Randall Cobb you know who played quarterback for a lot, a lot for them too and so did so did Bowden you know they need that kind of guy who is just going to be the star player that's going to push their offense and and the thing is we've got those star players all over the place <laughs> we've just had a lot of them that have been hurt and I think. Here's here. I'll put, I'll I'll put a little prediction out here. I'll say that we have JG comes back this weekend, and we just sling the hell out of the ball. I I'll say I think that JT comes back, and if we have Burton and J and Burton, Rosemary Jackson back, and you know I don't know potentially we might maybe Arian Smith. I don't know if Arian Smith is back. Yeah, all bets are off. Throw 80 <laughs> yards down the field. Let's go. <laughs> but but um. No man, it's it's I, this offense is is very methodical right now, and and I'm I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. We don't have to put up crazy points right now. We're not playing an Alabama right now, and and what we have on the rest of our schedule, I mean, you saw Florida, you've seen Florida play. I'm not scared of Florida right now, not at all. And we'll get to that. We hate them, but <laughs> as far as as what I've seen, the only team that I've seen put up a lot of points and and do it consistently here lately. Lately, keyword is Tennessee, and uh, I'm Kentucky. I, was, I think was that the first time they put over forty points on the season. Well, they did it against uh, Louisiana Monroe, and then otherwise they did it against LSU, who, as we established, is a, a, a terrible program at the moment. Uh, so I'm 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 not saying that it's not going to be battle. I think you're right. I think at least the first quarter will be close. I think it might be a a four to a uh, potentially ten point ball game uh, in the first quarter. Uh, but then again, what have we done in the first quarter here lately? Chancey is it outscore the shit, the crap out of the uh, out, of, out of the other teams. I mean, you know, how many times lately have we come out and been like, "Well, we're up twenty-one nothing, twenty-one to three, You know, so um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about this weekend. Are you gonna be there? I'm gonna be there. Are you gonna be drinking beer? <laughs> if I'm in Athens, I'm drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I it, it and I love the environment. I mean, everything. I think it's kind of this is kind of mid season. It's cooling off a little bit. I think it's going to be perfect football weather. I just don't feel like this is one of those games where we need to worry about our team not focusing. I mean, it's the prime CBS game, three thirty. Obviously, we're heavily favored. They don't they don't care about that. I mean, Kirby doesn't care about that. The the dogs don't care about that. I don't care who is quarterback. I really don't. Stetson, JT, I feel very confident in both of them. But I want to make sure if JT's going to play, I want to make sure he's healthy to do so. Because, like, and, and the thing is, if he doesn't play this weekend, though, Chancey, I meant to bring this up earlier. If he doesn't play this weekend, like, do you want him to start the game against Florida after having not played the last, what, three games? So that's the question. Well, but then, but you have to say to that, too, is if if you are not, if he's not 100%, and he's not going to go out there and sling the ball like you're talking about, and you feel confident he can do that all game. Mm-hmm. Then why don't you have Stetson in there for that? Because if you're just because that's if he's not going to be able to go out there and, and just let it all go and just and and be able like you're talking about, you had me all excited talking about slinging the ball if we got having all those guys back. And uh, but if he can't do that the entire game, then why why put him in when Stetson can 
Stetson can do that part better. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that there's it's going to be the interesting it's going to be the, the interesting uh, storyline obviously going into this weekend. So and I and I'm not trying to you know overlook Kentucky right now. I just thinking about if we're talking about managing this quarterback position right now, it's something you got to think about because he's JT doesn't need to go into Florida cold. And if so, if he doesn't at least get some reps this weekend. And then on top of that, if he comes in and he's not feeling good and he just ends up having to come out and Stetson has to come in, I mean, that's a no-brainer. You, you start Stetson against Florida. But, you know, we get the bye weekend. So, I don't know, man. It's that, that whole situation, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision because if we, you know, if, if our guy ends up being wrong about something, then, you know, he's the one that pays the price. But, you know what, that's why he's paid the big bucks. So, I just, I, I think about that and I'm just like, man, you know, you got to, with us being undefeated and every game counts, obviously, but at the same time, you got to figure out, you know, further down the schedule, you got to prep for those kind of games and figure out what who, who what's your best personnel and what situation. And um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's definitely something that all these people that are that are paid to do it need to do it. Um, but yeah, chance I'm I'm gonna be in obviously we'll be in town. We'll be tailgating tailgating a bit. Are you gonna be Are you coming up on Friday or or what? Yeah, I'll be up uh, Friday. I'll be I'll, I'll be I'll be even pretty late on Friday, so um, so I'll be getting getting in town a little later than than normal, but uh, it's gonna be gonna be good. Just ready to be re- ready to be back. I'm just having too much fun right now, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Just having too much. Oh, well, uh, do you have any uh, any any last thoughts on on the upcoming weekend as far as the game is concerned? Just show up, boys. Just gotta show up and and. Play, play, play! How we've been playing. I mean, that's just keep doing what we're doing, and it's every week is starting to sound like the same thing. We keep saying the same stuff, but it's uh, I'm okay with that, and yeah. I will keep being okay with that as long as we keep playing like that. If uh, if JT starts, I want to sling first half. Let's get a 21 point cushion like we did against Arkansas. I want to sling it, and then but if Stetson plays, I want the exact same game plan we used against. Arkansas, because that turned out pretty well. So, um, yeah, Chance, I'm I'm excited. I I think with what we all we have going so well on the offensive side. Obviously, we hadn't even mentioned about Jamari Sawyer. I, I don't know what his situation is looks like. I don't know what his, the severity of his uh, his um, injury. But I will say, I thought Broderick came in and played very well for him. So I will say. If he's not 100% this weekend, I still feel very confident in who we have in there. Uh, and I would prefer for him to rehab and get ready for the Florida game is the way I would look at it. So, um, yeah, man, I think I think that if we can play our game and, uh, you know, Kentucky Kentucky's going to get harassed. They're going to come into a, a hostile environment. We are – Sanford Stadium is going to be loud. And I think that uh, – I think the dogs will uh, uh, take care of business, and um, I'll be there to uh, to witness it. Be loud and proud. Probably lose my voice. M- might drink a cold beer. I don't know. Maybe one or two. Hey, three thirty. Unless you got anything else, uh, go dogs. Dogs on top. Who? Cool.